I'm trying to get on the meeting. He's a, he's a blocker. <laughs> Cute. You can't stop. Annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so. Well, uh, I have a little history on um, <clears throat> on this message. A history on this message? Yeah, like where it really started from. I have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. It's history <laughs> now. That's its thing. It's uh -huh. part of it is it, there's no history. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah. Hmm. I think my feeling in a way, if you look at it in a historical way, with no evidence to support it, just my opinion. I believe uh, something obvious was expected to be obvious, but it wasn't. Yeah. And then things that were supposed to lead you somewhere were being used to mislead you. So then there needed to be a rebuttal or an answer to that. And I think that's where non-duality comes from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Because the thing is, because we're the head tells us what we are, and we're not that, but there's an assumption that that's already done. We are that, yes? And now let's get to the business of looking for something. Yeah. Now, that works if you're not that. But if you are what you're looking for, then looking for it wouldn't work, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah? So... A lot of things, a lot of ways or paths or methods are a way they're trying to look for it, you know, look for it in a clearer, more radical, more extreme. Uh, and looking for it in this view is is an obstruction to the obviousness that you are it, yeah? And it doesn't need much explanation because if you were some, if you are something, you're not going to be moved to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. If the recognition that you are something is recognized, then that second thing's not going to come up because it comes up from a misunderstanding to begin with. Yeah. So there's a misunderstanding, and then we set out on the course to find what the misunderstanding says we need to find. Now, if that misunderstanding gets negated, uh, then looking for it uh, would be quite obviously a blindness to it, yeah? I mean, it's so, it's just, it's not like, you know, metaphysical, dominoes ad infinitum it's just like this domino hit, you know falls and it hits the other domino yeah now if you have a mistake in the first domino then the second movement will be different so if you don't if there is a sense that you are something already and it's not that satisfactory then there's a drive to look for something that's going to make it better yeah yes yeah. But what happens if you are what you're looking for? 
then looking for it would be a deviation, yes? Or a mistake. To the point where it would actually reinforce the misunderstanding, not clear, not clarify it. And even then it will finally clarify it because it will fail you, which is great, yeah? So you can't lose in a sense because even if you try super hard to find what you're looking for, which is the what's what's looking, the failure in that's going to be very valuable. Yeah. And what would be really great if you could learn from others. And when they shared their failure, you wouldn't see that you were an exception or a, a unique uh, circumstance. You would recognize, wow, yeah. Like these people went a lot harder and did it a lot longer and a lot better at it. And look at what they come up with, nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you could sit there and get that. I got it in a certain little way many times. And one of them was, you know, again, you have your curiosity and something, usually a dis-ease or a discomfort sort of drives you to look for, let's say, a transcending ease and a transcending comfort, yes? And there you are busy doing that, and it's a lifestyle, and it feeds you in a lot of other ways. Yeah, you get a sense of community. You have a purpose now. You feel like you belong. You got it. You're involved with a 2,800 euro tradition, let's say Buddhism or however long it is. Yeah, a lot of good things, a lot. And so there I was. And there was a Whole Foods where I lived. And when you went to pay, there was on the rack, there was magazines. And one of them was this Buddhist magazine called Tricycle, which was done beautifully, a lot of color and very nice print and they would speak about like Vipassana and speak to people that were practicing Buddhism yes and have stories in it and I would pick it up I think I got a subscription for it I liked it so much and it was just a nice way to break the monotony of constantly looking for shit yeah so so there were one day I was reading it and I came upon like an article more like an, uh, an opinion piece. Yeah. And it was from a famous who I didn't know who it was, but a seemingly a famous Western meditation teacher who must have been at it for about 30 years. And he was explaining he's been having this mass phenomena with all these old, all, all these people that have been practicing for a very long time and they were getting back to him and saying, hey, nothing's happened. Yeah. Like after 25 years, I don't think I've had many great leaps of bounds. Yeah. So I read that and I said, you know, I pulled the emergency, you know, break on the spiritual bus. <laughs> I said, I didn't wait for my, <laughs> I just let me off. You know, it just made complete sense to me. These people had dedicated and practiced and were much more, uh, advanced than I was ever going to be. And they gave me the answer. Nothing fucking happened. So I said, thank you. And I just dropped that interest. I did. It just, now, of course, when you're walking around with your pants down, you feel like pulling them up. Yeah. 
you don't got anything to do or hide behind or whatever or identify with. So you're uncomfortable, but in a in a curious way. And then I think I started getting I hear heard started hearing the message of non-duality. Just started with some lady speaking in a park near Berkeley, and then it took off from there. Yeah. And then uh what I obviously needed, I finally heard because it it led quickly to the end of seeking, in a sense, yeah, concerning a spiritual transcendent type seeking, yeah. It just came to a halt, screeching halt, and uh, never gathered much momentum ever since, yeah. So I, I see that as working, yeah, because if I was dissatisfied and uh, discontent, I would have probably made non-duality into like Buddhism. You know, I would would have probably tried to practice it and, you know, read more books on non-duality and get to the subtle doing of non-doing. Yeah. But just from like a, a street level curb dog shit awareness, I just lost interest and. Uh, sufficiently that it became obvious. Yeah hugely obvious because I was keenly interested in doing meditation and stuff like that. I was, I was feeling, I wanted to progress to some kind of a better form or, or, or something. And I had a little bit of ambition in it. The only other thing I ever had real ambition to was, well, you know, drugs and surfing really. Those, I think drugs, surfing and Buddhism. Yeah. And you know, surfing's going to end sooner or later. Like someone said to me, they hadn't seen me in a while, and their friend would used to surf with me. And he said, uh, Paul uh, retired from surfing, but I said, I was retired from surfing. <laughs> the body broke down, and I was retired from what I call surfing, you know, a certain size wave. I just couldn't do it. My knees were shot. So <laughs> I would feel more of a, the act of being retired than retiring. So, yeah, that, that's what I feel. So, and I think a lot of people who hear non-duality were practicing a lot. It doesn't mean that has to be the case, but one of the great ways to arrive at success is through failure. This is a dualistic event, yeah? So who would have thought that the greatest success would come from the most failures, yeah? But that this is how it goes. And that is a, definitely a, a flavor of duality right there. And this experience here is expressed through how we're seeing in a dualistic way. So... From one point of view, the failures was a bummer, a bummer. I saw no value in it, none. But in it, just with a new, different emphasis, the same behavior that seemed to be a complete bummer was greeted with a hallelujah. Yeah, Because what would verify you are what you're looking for if, if better than failing to find it when you were looking for it so ardently, yeah, so earnestly? so consistently yeah what better uh example is that 
you gave it a pretty good run and it failed. And after you spent years blaming yourself or the person or whatever, you came to the great conclusion. I can't find what I already am. Yeah. Hallelujah. And it's like that story I always use. And this is what triggers it. Did I think I was going to use this story five minutes ago, bro? Just like you didn't probably think you were ever going to have mayonnaise with your ham and cheese. But I'm going to bring you this story. When I was in in uh, Australia, certain circumstances brought me to this eight-day sort of therapeutic retreat run by uh, Rajneesh people. Uh, there was a lot of them there, but I was the only, I didn't know anyone at the place. Everyone knew everyone else. I didn't know anybody. I ended up getting involved in that. And their crescendos, they had a very good way of producing cathartic events along with music and just, and it worked. And a lot of people would be brought to like, Bits of crying and wailing and, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and so one day near the end of the eight days, it had been building momentum. And I was going through this thing. They put on the music again. And then I just got taken up and I started like moaning and crying. And I kept saying, I can never get back. I can never get back. I can never get back. And people who have gauges of spiritual experience thought I was having a high one. So they rushed over to me and they took me out of the meeting as the anointed one. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> and a couple of days later, a very simple recognition was revealed because I had a belief that I had split like from God, that I was the prodigal son. Yeah. Somehow I had done something so heinous that it separated me from the all and the wholesome and everywhere. <laughs> so I was just chanting the agony of that. I can never get back, of course, matched with a huge desire to get back. If I can only find the way and the means, I'll do anything, but not nothing, but I'll do anything to get back there, but not nothing. That was the problem. I was, I always thought you had to do something. I didn't know the secret was in nothing. I didn't. And so had that big event a couple of days later, I realized the reason why I can never get back because I never left. Yeah. And there was no parades or 4th of July explosions, nothing, no crescendo in the orchestra. None of that shit happened. It was just like an ordinary bump. Yeah. That got my attention. Paul, you can never get back because you never left. Yeah, it was so great. And so whatever I got out of those eight days, that was probably the biggest nugget. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so here we are. Yeah. All I wanted to do was help others suffering addicts and alcoholics because I had seemed to have suffered as an addict and alcoholic. And I realized I had a talent of communicating to people things that they had a hard time understanding, just like, you know, going to a car mechanic. So I knew I could help in that way. I could be of help and be used by something. Let's call it the spirit in AA. And I was more than happy to.
after all the using I had done in life, I was more than happy to be used. Yeah, it's quite healthy. And of course, it just led to this up at this point where I'm speaking tonight on a Wednesday night with a large group of people who I have some fondness for and holding uh, the space for this loving presence to express itself through us. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss it for the world in a way. Because, uh, you know, if I saw a really good movie and the first few people said, fuck you, or that's that, I'd probably find other people to share about it. Because I have a real feeling someone's going to like the movie. Yeah, I just do. Yeah. I, di I didn't know people would get so upset when I told them about a, this movie, but I was okay with that because I knew there's got to be people who are going to like this movie. Yeah, it just has to be. I mean, it just makes so much sense to, uh, there's so much weight that we can't even see we're carrying it. It's been carried for so long, we take it to be us, yeah? And it's not. And the center of the universe does not reside in the mental state. It just doesn't. It's not there. And uh, and for all roads of interest and attention to lead to that mental roam, that's no, no bueno. Yeah. It's much nicer for it to get dispersed into a panoramic condition than enslaved to this myopic drive. Yeah. So you see self-centeredness, but you're not looking from self-centeredness anymore. Yeah. You see it all day, but you're not looking from it because you're seeing it. Yeah. You're aware of it and you've lost interest in it because what caused the awareness to keep going to that hole? It said it was you that was there. Yes. And just like a loyal dog, it keeps going to that, to that master but it's not the master, yeah? So, yeah, here we are. And this is coming from my own feeling. I'm not in any sect or any division or any group. I don't sit here giving a talk with a picture of some dead person who I never met or they never met me. I don't do any of this. I'm just here sharing exactly how it comes through then there you go. Probably it's tinted a little bit from the from the little New York, Long Island aspect. But hey, you can see through that. It's not that thick. Yeah. And I hopefully there's enough clear water that you won't emphasize the little dirty water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone else drank from your bottle. I'm sorry, but someone else has drank from this bottle before. It's not uniquely sanitized for you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there you go. If anyone has anything they'd like to share. And no hands up right now. What you covered reminds me of, uh, you used the example once, it could be anything that might represent uh, seeking for what you are. You said uh, a happy meal might, might be that. And... Uh, but just, and it could like, could be science, right? You know, but as soon as you start wondering what it is that you might be, might, might represent your seeking for yourself, then you're already 
twisted, right? So like just seeing, it, just seeing it in the rearview mirror, like you said, like, oh, wow, I lost interest in the Happy Meal or science. Or like you say, you, your interest got distributed in a way that you just changed it or you enjoyed what you did instead. Yes. Well, the thing is, it's rooted in interest and attention, I feel. And uh, if you have enough interest and attention to look for it as the, that which is looking, uh, at that point, you're not in a right mind. Yeah. So when the thing that's extremely full of interest and attention says, wants to taught, entertain being less interested in an attentive is more just the same, more interest and attention in it. You see? So that which is signs up for a two year of, of a class about you're not self, that will be reinforcing the idea of being self. Yes. You're it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't see yourself on a ride that you can get off. You see this is the ride. Yeah. The way you look at things is from a ride point of view. The way you react is from a ride point of view. And you see only things from a moving, your agitated condition when you're looking through the eyes of the mental state. The mental state is agitated. It has, it doesn't start from peace and it doesn't end in peace. It's agitated. It's shook up. And when it's shook up and it tries to look at things, it gives the meaning of what things look like when it's looked at from shook up. Yeah. So its idea of peace is something to get and then worry about losing it all day. Yeah. And then the best we can do, weren't you surprised if you ever, ever went on a retreat and after like the 12th day or 14th day when you stopped and you were going to go home and they stopped you and said, don't drive on a freeway. Don't listen to any heavy metal music. Don't, don't uh, eat any meat today for two days or something. I mean, the condition was so fragile they gave you warnings about what was going to happen to it as soon as you left the fucking controlled environment that's not it it's not like a fucking fragile jewel that's going to crack and break open and and you're and because of its fragility it's more based on you and how you are taking care of it and how you are doing it this isn't like that at all it's dog shit awareness. It's always available at all times. It drives through the mud, the snow, the sleet. It can be completely chaotic and it's not chaotic. It can be, the place may be super calm and it's calm, not based on that calmness. It's just, it's, it's is, it is. How can it be rocked by something that isn't? Yeah. The point is to see that you're not that something that isn't. And then you'll understand or sense the is because you are the is. You're not going to know it from the is not. All you're going to know the is as is as the is not sees it or thinks about it. That's what this ride does. That's what it does. It doesn't see anything. It sees everything as how it pertains to this. It's called self-centeredness. Yeah. So 
The is not is not going to get it. Hallelujah. I hope it happens quicker. Yeah. I think I'm really on to something. You'll probably you'll probably have that idea 30 times and then that's going to be dismissed and it's going to be like a thief in the night. There's not going to be any great proclamation. You'll just be awake to being awake. Yeah? There won't be oh a note I'm no I'm sending a notification to all my Facebook friends at 12:33 on Tuesday Paul Hedeman became awake. No. It's just, you just, it's so fucking ordinary. You don't need, there's no thinking about it. Yeah. It just becomes the new norm. And now you run through the same shit you used to run to, but you're now awake. Instead of running into shit, you see something running into shit. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it softens all the blows. Yeah. What we, what is a bumper we used to call the car. Now, when the bumper hits life, we realize that's what happens. When it was the car hitting life, why did that fucking person run into you? Why? Ba, 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 ba. You're a bumper. Yeah. The action figure takes hits. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. So. So the seeker is the sort. We went over that the other day. How about you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha? Do you believe that any master or any inviter would have said that to anyone other than the Buddha? Do you really think that 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 person that something was coming through at this in this event it was Hoang Po, a great Zen master? Do you believe when he was speaking that day and he was looking at the people or the room, feeling the room? He was seeing the people as individual, special, unique characters. No, he was seeing them as the Buddha. And he realized the people, the individual sense of being a person was the fucking obstruction. Yeah. Because the only thing can stop you from being here is what's being here. <laughs> if you can convince being here that it's not here, it can appear to be an obstruction. Nothing else can do it. Nothing else can obstruct being here except being here. So being here listens to this huge story. And for a bit of time and circumstances, it seemingly, it appears to it that it's forgotten. Yeah. That it's a be it's that which is here now to the absurd point where it may be trying to arrive at where it's always is. And this is what I feel the guy was looking at. He said, nor, a.k.a. Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. Yeah? You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. And what he's saying is, it's not like you can't use uh, arm and hammer Epsom salts to seek the Buddha. He was talking about, because you're the Buddha, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. If you were anything else, his advice would be, seek the fucking Buddha. But the point is, you are the Buddha. So he was trying to get through this constant obstruction of the ride, thinking it's on a ride. Yeah. The ride. Yeah. 
He wanted to get around that. So there's Steve, but he went right around Steve or through Steve and talked directly to the Buddha. Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. And then he didn't leave it at that. He said, you can't use mind, big M mind, which meant everywhere in ancient, in the old Zen. Mind was like the large S self of Brahmana. You can't use mind to seek mind. And then he said, you can't use light to seek light. And he went, you can try this for eons and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Because... If you're looking for the Buddha to happen, you're here. Because <laughs> it's happening now. Buddha nature is, is a verb. It's not a noun gets, get, that gets turned on when we finally try to arrive there. It's verbing. It's a nature that's of us. We are the Buddha nature. No matter how it's clothed or interpreted or... Forget about the infinite condition and just completely emphasize the finite condition. Well, you look like a body for 70 years. You Let's not talk about what was infinitely before, what was infinitely during, and what's infinitely after this appearance of a finite body. Let's just emphasize the finite body as the reality of the day. Yeah. So... In that case, Steve is the most important point, but Steve cannot get around the fact that it's Buddha. Yeah. Buddha, can't seek the Buddha with the Buddha. Can't use light to seek light. You can't use mind to seek mind. There you go. That should disqualify you from a lot of stuff and qualify you in such a way that you'll lose interest in getting anywhere when it comes to being the Buddha. Yeah. And maybe you're not a great shiny Buddha that's, you know, winning over tons of people with your loving gaze and incredible grace. Maybe you're just fucking awake today. Yeah. Maybe you never get gypped. I was there every second of this drive we had today. Every second. I was there before it. I was there during it. And now I'm here. This is the last place you have to arrive at where you are. It's the last place. Last place. Most people, I believe, are trying to get out of this. They're not trying to get into this. Even when they're saying they're doing something to get into this, it's reinforcing the idea that they're out of it. Because how could you work hard to get into something unless you are out of it? What would drive that working hard to arrive somewhere that demonstrates no effort or thought to be itself and attempt and believe that through effort and thought, I can arrive that into that which demonstrates no effort or thought. I mean, doesn't it seem ludicrous? It must hit something. I mean, a lot of shit, we may, we're like a, let's say a row of, of bells. Some shit hit, rings tinny, doesn't it? You hit the bell and it has a nice clang and a nice rich tenor. And then you hit some bells and they're fucking tinny. Yeah, it's, and you're, it's wow. You know, then you hit the other ones and it's harmonious. It goes with the other frequencies of the other bells. And you hit another one. It's sort of like it's dead. Yeah, it's almost like you're trying to provoke a clang it can't produce anymore. It's like a dead fucking bell. Yeah, just move on. Stop hitting it.
Yeah. Stop hitting the fucking bell and move on to the ones that are making music. Yeah. So I have such a great joy to sit here and share what I just love to swim in, man. Fuck. Before, when I was young, doing nothing was a, a conviction. You were going to be sentenced to a lot of bad luck mm -hmm. if you did nothing. You were going to be punished by life if you did nothing. It was. Mm -hmm. Somehow, everything was twisted in me that uh, somehow in my head, it was a meritocracy. I had to learn a lot of tricks just to get some break and feel and feel okay. It was a slavery, literally. And I the way only way I could see out was getting out really out, which was getting loaded. And I went, I just was driven in a fever pitch to do that to such extremes that I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. It was that extreme. Yeah. Because the here that the mental state was presenting was covering up the here that is. Yeah. And I wanted to get out of that mental here at all fucking costs. Yeah. Even if it was only going to be five minutes and I would be arrested in an hour, I would do it. I would fucking do it. Yeah. And so I've been driven in this life. I have been driven. Yeah. What driving me now would be like today. We're driving to the city. We had no plan to go to the West Coast, but then we ended up piecing it together. We'll go to the hate, and then, hey, instead of driving through the traffic to get to Nevada at 3.30 or 4, we're going to just go around the coast and get here whenever we want. Yeah. That was, there was no planning. We just came to it, and then, well, it worked out. And then the same sun came out, and Vlad got a lovely day. And saw a very juicy hate Ashbury coming from Russia. What a gift. Yeah. Yeah. All this just happened. And then beach upon beach, vista upon vista, sun breaking through different cloud formations. Just incredible. Like if, I mean, it would be like 50 encores you were given. <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. You ready for a question? I'm ready, yes. Uh, Floyd put one in chat. I meet people who get quite messed up about getting rid of addiction to spirituality, meditation, gurus, etc., especially the ones who are young. Paul, can you share a bit about getting rid of addiction to spirituality, meditation, gurus, etc.? You don't get rid of it. You just tell the truth about it. First of all. You, get, you do not get rid of it. That would be part of what you're describing. You, you observe it. You see it. And you've lost interest in it because it's not you doing it and you're not the result that it's leading to. Yes. So that's how it's, I, it sees for me. And listen, you, it can be a great disservice trying to keep a person from their bottom. Yeah. Yeah. If they want to learn about fire and they don't want to listen to your description, just turn on the fucking 
gas thing on the stove. Let him put his finger in there. Not one of the useful fingers, let's say the pinky. And he'll get a whack. Yeah, I bet you he doesn't do it again. And if he does it again, he'll probably have to get a fire therapist to get some fucking help. <laughs> Who knows? But no, I don't see anyone stopping the spiritual addiction. You know, that's part of the addiction. You know how many times people who are addicted want to stop? That is not a reaction to the addiction. It's part of the fucking addiction. The desire to stop and being completely powerless is thrown in your face every freaking day. And you don't feel too good. Yeah? You don't feel good that you make a vow at 9 and you're loaded by 11 a.m. It crushes whatever sense of fucking uh, conviction in, in you just rubs it down to the bone. So a big a big aspect of spiritual addiction is wanting to stop or any addiction wanting to stop. Yeah. And you think that's a its own reaction to something. It's part of the problem. Yeah. Part of the problem is wanting to stop and not being able to. Yeah. Now it can be incredibly valuable when you realize you want to stop and you can't do it because maybe there'll be admittance of powerlessness and then there'll be a surrender. And then there's some, there's a lot of grace there. Yeah. But if people are not interested in it, what did Jesus say? Don't throw pearls before a swine. Yeah. Yeah. If people want to get fucked up far out. Yeah. Yeah. It's better if they have like uncles and, and as police and shit. Yeah. So get a, if you get arrested by a family member, you may not go to jail. Unfortunately, none of my family was in a, a police condition. So <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my answer for that. I don't think you stop anything really. You just see it and tell the truth about it. And the, and the truth will set you free. It will. See, we're not telling the truth about the starting point. How are you going to discern false evidence as false evidence? If right where you are right now, false evidence is appearing to be real, do you think it's going to be a great discerner of false and true? Do you? <laughs> no, seriously. How absurd. If you see this as true, you're going to see a lot of false evidence as true. And the way you're going to learn from that is that things are going to, trains of circumstances are going to occur based on taking that which is false to be true. And you're probably going to get some fucking misfortune. Yeah, your ass may get bitten and sooner or later, hopefully you get it. Yeah. You can learn from others. If you have that ability, it can save you a lot of time because others have been doing exactly what you're doing. And there's no one here that's unique in any way, shape or form. No. So if you can learn from others, it's very, very valuable. Very valuable. If you don't have, can't, if you can't learn from others, it's good to see that because if you're seeing someone that can't learn from others and you keep trying to teach them, what's that about you? 
Yeah, if you were clear that this person can't learn from others, but you keep trying to force them to learn from you, something's off. Yeah, yeah. So that's my answer, Mike. Yeah. And David had his hand up and then put it down. You done, David? <laughs> Am I done? <laughs> I could chime in. Hey, Paul, how are you? Good, good. Um, with my family today. You're with your family today. It's beautiful. Yes. Hey, Vlad. Hey, hey. Oh, my family. Yes. Uh, there's a movie. Hey, hey. Yeah. You know, you yeah. used to talk about the uh, the brownie camera thing, the aperture. Yes. And over the past, you know, few weeks, there's been an observance of the of the aperture and the you know just the shifting sands of watching things open, things close, things. Uh, I had a good example of it last night, but it, it's there's a comfortability when the aperture closes. There, there's a like a, watching the ability to hold the space of like watching everything that can happen when it closes, like the fear in the system or whatever. You talk about it as mental anxiety, mistaken as fear, these various things that'll, that happen. And then the next day, the same things that were shutting the system down are just, are open again. There's this, and there's a, there's a comfortability with those shifting sands. I just wanted to ask you about your experience of any of that, if you did anything similar. What do you mean? I was, I got caught up with the idea Dear of fear because oh, yeah. mental anxiety cannot do what it does unless you have the ability to have to be afraid well it's like taking false evidence to be real like can happen in like a, a very momentary basis but there's like a deeper sense of its unreality so there's almost a, a holding space for that contraction and then yeah it's open again yeah. but it's like becoming uh, desensitized almost to the to the opening and closing or to the systems. Yes, right. because that's not you. That used to be called you. Right, but that which is opening and closing, it's not you. So that that's why you you have space because we don't hold the space; we are the space. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, but it's 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 weird. It just it's like shift. You know, it's it's shifting. It's a, it's a very fluid. I don't yeah, know. great. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's going to be a movement in front of you, but what you see is through the movement, where before you saw from the movement, mm -hmm. which is the selfing, yes? Mm -hmm. So now the selfing is appearing sort of like a, it can be at times like a light, consistent rain on a windshield, okay. yeah? But you don't even turn on the wipers, All right. yeah? Because you're seeing through it. And you yeah? know just rain it's gonna yeah you don't know anything you just wow. see through it yeah and then the knowing is going to come at the moment it's coming yeah 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 i don't know any anything fucking before until mm -hmm. but this is how it it looks like to me there's the noise mm -hmm. that used to block your whole vision because of the interest and attention in that noise because it was cast as being all about you now that it's not about you, you see around, through, over, under the noise, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And and yeah. uh, but driving through a rainstorm too, it's like uh, the rain. It's it's 
temporary, like like everything in this in the place of temporariness. Yes, yeah. and it dissipates, turns into something else, goes back into the space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, that's like most things. Yeah. Like you could see, you know, thoughts would be like more of an audio of a of a a water a drop of water hitting a windshield. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. something like a yeah something you hear. Yeah. It's not magnified or amplified by the attention and interest. It doesn't take yeah. The rain never covers the windshield. It just creates a chaos. Right for a minute. It's difficult to see through, but the windshield has the ability to allow you to see through. Mm -hmm. The rain doesn't stop that, yes? Now, no. in our head, we believe the rain stops it. Right, yeah. So when, we're when we believe we're thinking, we don't believe we're seeing, but we're seeing before the thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what's allowing the thinking to be noticed, yeah? Mm -hmm. There's always seeing, seeing and from where the seeing starts, it's super clear. Yeah. It when it goes through its lenses and shit, it may get a little dirty, but the dirtiness doesn't become the seeing. It's on the seeing and can be easily brushed off the seeing. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What keeps the interest or the dirt in it is the attention and interest. We right. have a the head has a stubborn belief. I just saw it. We used it the other day. Chimes are playing. And I wanted to check something else because it was like watching the head like a dog that you've been that was trained. Yeah. So I was laying there in bed and I decide I go, all right, I'm listening to the chimes. Chime, chime, chime. And then go back to the idea of Paul. And then back to chime, chime back to Paul. No me doing anything, just watching it. And I, you could see the stubborn habit, no matter how much it gets invested in the chime, it always goes back and touches the base of Paul. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. That's then, not me. Right. It's a habitual, it's a habitual movement. That's right. I'm not the habitual one. It's habitual. It's yeah. stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I'm not habitual. Right. How are you going to do a fearless recognition of something if you take it to be you? You want to hide a lot of shit about you out. Sure. But now you see it as not you, and there's a very clear, honest appraisal. Yes? Yes. So you see the throbbing heart of self-centeredness, the attention and interest goes anywhere, and it always goes back to that heartbeat that goes Paul, Paul, Paul. But very interesting to see. Can you imagine trying to correct that? <laughs> really? That would be Paul having the, the the attention leave the chimes more back to Paul. <laughs> Paul but cannot they, correct Paul. It would be more Paul. Falling. There'd be more Pauling around the contraction. Yes, you see it now. Yeah. Yeah. But holding yeah. it lightly is it's so much more gentle. And then you can, you know, whatever. Pastor. You're before it all. That's the great news. Yeah. You know, maybe you're afraid of what you what's coming, but you never need to be afraid of looking back because there's nothing before you. <laughs> there's nothing before you. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Isn't that Ramana said about the one of the things about the self-inquiry was his his very clear, it was just obvious to him that everything that is manifesting always will go back to where it came from, which is this all everywhere is called self. Yeah. So if you follow anything, we used to use the idea of if you tie a string to a mouse, you'll be able to follow it back to the hole. Yeah. So this is what happens with the attention. If you follow anything back, it brings you back to the source. Mm. S-O-U-R-C-E. Yeah. Now, this message is about you're already at the source. So you don't even have to be brought back there. But if you feel like you need to be brought back to it, there's a lot of ways to go about it. But I hope that you've been brought back enough to realize you never left. <laughs> so it's got to... It's got to... Crack that stubborn mental logic sooner or later. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's great. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, thank you for sharing. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. You're welcome. Man. Beautiful. The sleep of a baby. Oh, that, that looks oh, peaceful. Oh, he woke him up. <laughs> He's a baby. Sleeping like a baby. All right, anyone else? No other hands. So so happy to see Robert French. I want to say hello, Robert. I was thinking of you the last few times. I'm happy. Oh. I just, I'm happy to see you again. Yeah, I I haven't felt it necessary to listen to the message for a while, but uh, yeah, something uh, got through a while back there and. Um, yeah, but I just wanted to check in and let you know I was still alive. Great. I appreciate I really appreciate that because I love the comings and goings, but I wouldn't mind hearing from people that leave. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I would. It would it's nice to know that. I I have a a great feeling about you anyway, so yeah. So that's yeah, great, no, Rob. Things, things are good. Yeah, that's uh there's um before the point of reference was the uh, what I'm not. Now there's no point of reference. It's just. Yes, great. Just is. Yeah. There you go, bro. Yeah. yeah. Just throw me, send me a Christmas card every eight years or something. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it, yeah. yeah, it might be a bit hard. I'm, I'm nearly 80, so uh, there won't be many <laughs> Christmas cards. <laughs> all right bro but drop in every once in a while to remind me yeah, i will much i like you yeah thanks paul yeah you're welcome he's a friend from new zealand yeah anyone else no you know i love when people threaten me they're gonna leave <laughs> uh, I'm going to threaten that I'm never going to leave. What? Oh, that's that's okay too. It doesn't matter. Hey, there's so much, you know. Well, whatever. Yeah. You never you ever see when water leaks out? It it doesn't always necessarily go through one spigot. Yeah. 
it goes wherever it's possible, it goes out those holes and comes in those holes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Nope. If not, if not we'll start saying goodbye, Mike. I, okay. Yeah. We've got a lot of people here at the house. Yeah. All right. Hey, William Stamps, I hope everything's going well or at least better. Yes. Good. Kerry and a and a, an anonymous person. Nice to see both of you. Anu, Anu, are you in? You're in India still, yes? Oh, yes, very, Paul. Very yeah. nice to see you. Yes. Yeah, we send. Uh, we'll be thinking about you when we're in Joshua Tree. Well, we're thinking about you. We're not thinking about you, actually. You know, feeling, feeling you. Yes, John K. Yeah. Nice to see you, John. Hey, Mika, Mika, my friend from Finland. Sherry, yeah, we're ready uh, Friday. We'll let you know when we get the code. So you get into the house. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that would help, eh? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to get there earlier. So. Yeah, I know. So I'll, I'll, maybe we'll... Amelia can ask if they can get in earlier. Uh, can we ask? Yeah, we'll, we can okay. ask. I think I think it's after three or something. Oh, or four. Okay. I'm going to get there a little bit before that. If I All right. All right. Yeah. We will. Eric P., I'll see you this weekend, Eric. Holly A., I don't think I've ever met Holly live, but uh, Kathleen Smitty, there she is. Robert French, Frank iPhone uh, Beth in Michigan, I think, or Missouri, somewhere. David Bitterman. Nice to see you. Uh, Miss Amelia. Wow. You've gone through a transformation, Miss Amelia. Wow. I have to reconsider certain things. Uh, Nora. Dana. Dana M. Nice to see you, Dana. Floyd, thank you for the chat message there. Susan Harris. Keep her down there. Susan Harris. Sanjay. Jeremy D. Nice to see you guys. Jeremy, nice to see you there. David, as always, down under. Steve in San Diego. I will be seeing Steve soon. Alan Olson. Alan T. Wow, two Allens next to each other. Uh, Susanna W. Well, Susanna, I think you should come to Joshua Tree. Let us know quickly. Christine. Ramis. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Fletch. Thanks, Fletch. Yeah, call me uh, whenever. Next week. Uh, a long phone number. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, I had a, a very nice. Thank you for having me here, and uh, and uh, I hope all we're in. A, we're going to have a live meeting on Saturday at two p.m. in Temecula. So the Zoom on Saturday will be at two p.m., not one as usual. And uh, and obviously there won't be a live meeting in Marin City because we're going to be in Temecula that day. So two o'clock, just to be obvious. All right, thanks, guys. See you, Susan Harris and everyone, yes.
Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my brother. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.